Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. President Biden is giving a major speech on the next phase of his pandemic response. Americans said uh, they can't wait to hear the speech and then crowd into a bar for tomorrow's NFL kickoff. <laughs> Pretty soon, uh, Americans are going to be looking at eight flow charts. Like, all right, we're on prong number four, code blue, stage seven, level 12. So we can go to Applebee's tonight. Okay, we can, we can, we're allowed to do this. <laughs> Yeah, and there's going to be some stuff about masks and vaccines in that, which Joe has for us in a second. But this other development today, too. Wait a second. Wait a second. You just coined a great term, maxine. (laughs) Masks and vaccine. Well, just to save time, we'll use (laughs) it. Yeah, exactly. The latest on maxines. Um, uh, L.A. school district, second biggest school district in the nation, is going to mandate vaccines for all kids. If you want to go to school, you have to get the vaccine or you can't come to school. Now, currently, the vaccines are only okay for kids 12 and up. But 12 and up, you got to get the shot or you don't get to go to school. So how are people going to react to that? Is this going to catch on across the country? I don't know. And breaking news, breaking news. Brandon? Brandon. Somebody wake the donkey. Breaking news. Brandon. Brandon, Brandon, listen to me. When news breaks, the donkey brays, right? You're the breaking news donkey. You got to be on. Stay awake. You got to be on your toes or your hooves. Right, exactly. Yeah, I know. Life's rough. Uh, Biden, President Biden is going to require that all federal workers and millions of government contractors be vaccinated against COVID-19, said a uh, source close to a source with a source. Uh, He'll unveil executive orders setting those requirements today as part of a broader plan to combat the spread of the dreaded Chinese bat fever. And some mask mandates. I just saw a headline about that. This is all this is all brand new news. It's just it's leaking out. He hasn't given his speech yet, but apparently in there somewhere there's going to be some mask mandates. Uh, He can mandate federal employees get the vaccine. I don't know what he's going to do around masks. No, I don't either. I'd be guessing. But I was interested to see uh, some news from Gallup, the polling organization. They're looking into uh, how people feel about um, showing proof of a coronavirus vaccination uh, and or vaccine mandates, that sort of thing. Uh, You have to show your vaccine passport to travel by airplane. It's favored by Americans 61 to 39 these days, 61 to 39 to stay in a hotel which is much less close interaction. I mean, that's a, a, a horse of a different color. No offense, Brandon. Um, is 53 to 47? Yes. Uh, God, attend I, I events s- with large crowds. 58 to 42? Yes. I stayed in hotels at the height of the pandemic, you know, when everywhere was a ghost town. Mm-hmm. And uh, really didn't worry that, about it at all. That's why you're dead. Moving <laughs> along. Dining in a restaurant, it's a narrow margin, but still, 53 to 47, yes. You have to show your vaccine passport and go to your office or work site, yes, 56 to 44. Now, vaccination requirements, uh, those same uh, same activities, uh, to travel by airplane. Um, this is where it gets interesting. If you're vaccinated, 79% favorite. But among the unvaccinated, 76% don't like it. 
Similar numbers for all the different other, you know, uh, hotel, large crowds, restaurant, the rest of it, going to work. Uh, so the vaccinated are pro-vaccine, surprisingly. The unvaccinated, <laughs> not so much. Huh. Complicated. It took the mighty gallop to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, all right, here's where, here's where well, the r- I, rubber hits the ideological road. Go ahead. Okay. I, I saw another poll the other day along those lines I thought was interesting is that vaccinated people are way more worried about catching covid than unvaccinated people so i i guess human kinda, beings what are you gonna do with them? i guess it kind of makes sense you the reason you're vaccinated is you were worried about covid but you're vaccinated now so you don't need to really worry about it anymore the unvaccinated I, crowd aren't vaccinated and are more likely to catch it but they didn't well, get the vaccine I'm, because they weren't worried about it I'm a super genius or have the wisdom of Solomon. I'm one in 50 million, apparently, because I was a little concerned about it. Then I got the vaccine. So now I'm not concerned about it. And I guess, again, that makes me a super genius or something. (laughs) What the hell, people? So your people with umbrellas are still more concerned about getting rained on than people without them. That just doesn't make any sense. All right. Anyway. Um, all right. Who favors vaccine mandates? Here's where the fight begins. Yes. To travel by airplane. Democrats are 92 percent. Yes. Independents are split 50 50. Republicans are 29 to 71. Yes to no. So huge gulf. 83% of Democrats think you uh, sh- should be forced to show uh, vaccine, vaccination, to stay in a hotel. 83%. Do I get to take my mask off on the plane if I show my vaccine card? No, absolutely not. Okay. No, then, no, then, no. I don't wanna, then I don't want to have to remember my vaccine card. Uh, similar numbers. Attend events with large crowds. 90% of Democrats love it. 75% of Republicans hate it. Dine in a restaurant, 85% of Democrats want you to be required to show your proof of vaccination uh, on and on. How about work? You got to freaking go to work, right? 88% of Democrats say you got to show your vaccination to go to work. Uh, 24% of Republicans, a significant minority, agree with them, but 76% oppose it. So part of this would be, well, part of it, as we all know, is um, which side was Trump on? Okay. You know, is that. But part of it is, as Bill Maher pointed out, now I don't know where the numbers are now, but when he talked about it over the summer, Democrats had something like a tenfold misunderstanding of the threat of COVID. And Bill Maher made the point, hey, we got to take a look at our own lefty media. He's a lefty, I'm not. Uh, He said, we got to take a look at our lefty media. What are we doing that caused our crowd to think COVID is 10 times more deadly than it actually is? But, As I recall, for kids, it was like 50 or 80 times uh, less dead, more deadly in the minds of Democrats. And I don't know. Absurd. I don't know where Democrats are getting their news that they're getting that impression. But if I thought it was 10 to 50 times more deadly than it actually is, I might react the same way in those poll numbers. Well, indeed, you know, I could indict you for looking at crappy media but if you form the opinion based on everything you encounter that it is 80 times more dangerous to children than it is you would be crazy not to be pretty cautious about it 
So, you know, it's an indictment of the media more than the thinking. But um, the fact that liberal media is just systemically uh, fear mongering. I mean, CNN, it's crappy on the TV and uh, its ratings are dying, but its website is still quite well used. It's a popular news website. Uh, they are uh, fear mongers number one about coronavirus. Kind of they who? will twist any headline, any story to make it as scary as humanly possible. Where did I see these numbers? I should dig those back up. I think Ian Bremmer put them out, but it was... Um the amount of negative coverage about COVID in the United States media versus um, other countries, we're just way more into pointing out every bad example that happens. If a kid has a breakthrough case and dies, it makes the you know uh, beginning of the hour on every cable news show to try to frighten you into thinking that's a likelihood for your kid, as opposed right. to it's like, you know getting attacked by a shark while you had a winning lottery ticket in your hand, which is closer to the reality yeah what's that called is the the the, uh, fallacy of rarity or something like that if something's rare extraordinary it gets a lot of attention and because it gets a lot of attention people think it's common um anyway one more thought and as always as always it's it's the iron law of discussing the fauci dazak flu neither gallup nor anybody involved mentions people who have natural immunity and that's millions and millions of people in that natural immunity may be, depending on what study you look at, uh, equal to or far superior to vaccinated immunity. And nobody ever friggin' brings it up when they're discussing huge limitations on our liberty. Um, before we take a break, I just saw this headline and I want you to explain it to me. See if you can. While sales of new cars declined last year. The overlanding sector exploded. The Did you say overlanding? I said overlanding. Anybody have any idea what overlanding is as a car buying sector? Uh, I could guess, but I'd be guessing. Do you do a lot of over watering in your vehicles or What is I overlanding? Oh, what, I don't what's your know guess? if I do or not? What's your guess? <laughs> Overlanding by car? No, what's what, overlanding vehicles? But they're contrast. They're saying it's interesting because the lack of new car sales. Yeah, blah, blah, new blah. car sales were down overall, but overlanding exploded. I don't have a single huh. clue. I guess I'll have to Google that. I was told it was like, off road. Off road. Off road vehicles. Why didn't they say off road instead of overlanding? Maybe that's a. What's your source? Is that a Britishism? Maybe. It's in the LA Sounds Times. Like something the stinking Brits would say. <laughs> <laughs> With their oh, hey, I, puddings I, and their crooked teeth. Right, right, and their E at the end of the word shop. Uh, General Motors announced, I missed this somehow, it is temporarily shutting down eight North American manufacturing plants because they can't get any of them dang old uh, semiconductors, semiconductor chips. I don't know what Ford's doing, if they got a secret uh, stash of them or what, but yeah. Um, So it looks like some planes are taking off today. The Taliban was holding hostage, despite the fact that the administration won't say that's what happened. It looks like they're leaving. What did we give them? How much did we give them to allow those planes to fly? Uh, that headline and among other things on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yesterday, the Taliban named a new interim government. 
for assessing the announcement, but despite professing that a new government would be inclusive, the announced list of names consists exclusively of individuals who are members of the Taliban or their close associates, and no women. It certainly does not meet the test of inclusivity, um, and it includes uh, people who um, have uh, very challenging track records. Oh, boy, the Taliban surely using their wacky scarves to dry their tears. Anthony Blinken accusing them of a lack of inclusivity. How many people didn't react to that with either astonishment or laughter? And uh, we've noticed a real lack of inclusivity among the Taliban leadership. Are you freaking kidding me? How do you You even say that out loud? Both he and uh, old Jake Sullivan... They cannot speak except in university ease. They have a complete inability to communicate like real human beings. Apparently. Apparently. They're just used to hanging out with people like each other. That's just, that's just crazy talk. And, so, and one, of, one of the many problems, we're coming up on the anniversary, 20-year anniversary of uh, 9-11, and uh, you know, with it winding down in Afghanistan, looking at that over the years and everything like that. And one of the things I was talking about last week is, Trying to push a modern democracy on a country that is living in the year 1000. How about you start with even a 1950s democracy? We had no women in our government until, what, the 60s, really? We didn't have a Supreme Court justice that was a woman until the 70s. There are still way fewer women in Congress uh, up until like the last two go arounds, like four years ago, there were, there were the, the percentage was very small, but it's still low. Uh, so we're expecting the the Afghanistan all along, even when pre Taliban, when we were just trying to have them in government, we're trying to get them to do things that we didn't even do until a few decades ago. Right. Yep. It's a great point. So how about them allow allow them to at least try to be a country living in the United States in the fifties as opposed to the year two thousand five or whatever that just seems always crazy to me but well back to uh, anthony blinken who is unencumbered by uh, you know the the weight and bother of having any testicles uh you gotta keep in mind if michael went crazy for instance and and abducted my wife and my children i, I would uh, my any criticism of michael came coming from me would be pretty muted too so blinken he's in a hostage situation so of course he says you know weak and then mealy mouthed things about the taliban uh, uh, they've not uh, lived up to their promises of uh, inclusivity please don't kill our people yeah getting up to the the news that's actually happening today uh, taliban and qatari officials say the daily international flights will resume and the first international flight since you know we closed down the airport and took off with our last guys a week ago. The very first international flights took off today with Americans, U.S. citizens on the plane. Nothing's being mentioned about what the hell we gave the Taliban to allow them to do that. That story is being unreported, and I'm sure the government's not offering up those details. I would assume they'll leak out at some point. They don't want to call this a hostage situation. You know, they didn't even want to use the word stranded a week ago. It was absolutely a hostage situation. It was just like a low-key behind-the-scenes hostage situation, as opposed to more of an overt Iranian gun-to-their-head-on-TV sort of hostage situation. But it was absolutely a hostage situation. They demanded something. You know they did. 
and we and we gave it to them. You know we did, even though we claim we never negotiate with terrorists. These are absolutely terrorists who are holding U.S. citizens hostage, and we paid them a ton of something. We either, you know, uh, we're either going to tell them how to fly those helicopters we just gave them a week ago, or we're going to give them billions of dollars, or we're going to give them international recognition in the U.N. or something we promised them. But we negotiated with terrorists and paid off, um, you know, the hostage takers. That's clearly what happened. It was a beautiful example of a negotiation that was uh, 100% certain to reach an outcome uh, because neither side could walk away from the table. You got hundreds of Americans held hostage. The Taliban sees an enormous economic opportunity. And plus, they don't want 200 Americans. They don't want the headaches and the cruise missiles that would bring. And so, yeah, they got to who God knows what and how much they got. But they got it. And 200 of our people are coming out, I guess. Now, 30, 50, 80,000 people who put their lives on the line to help the U.S. with the promise that we would get them out, they're as good as dead. It's now believed that more than half of the hundred-some thousand people that got out of there, many of whom are headed to the United States, were not any of those people that helped us out during the whole thing. So we don't have any idea who they are. They're just Afghans. They're just random Afghans. And did any Taliban slip in there as a way to get into the United States? I don't know. Would have been a pretty clever idea. Uh, anyway, the dispatch said of uh, Blinken's statement yesterday, we're in a weird place where we're officially more concerned about the lack of gender diversity at the top of a terror state than, you know, about the fact that it's a terror state, which is a good point. Um, also, the Taliban took over the Norwegian embassy in Kabul yesterday, um, smashing wine bottles and burning children's books. So uh, that's the new Taliban that the uh, international community is supposed to recognize and all that sort of crap. Wow. Wow. Well, when somebody tries 10,000 times to tell you who they are, believe them. No kidding. There are a lot of leaders in a lot of states, uh, we talked about southern states yesterday, uh, that have stepped out and told people stop being crazy. Uh, and, and they're still going to the, the feed stores and getting uh, you know, ivermectin. Can you believe like Joe Rogan? Hey, yeah, he's he's eating eating uh, dewormers for Why cows. Do that? Yeah, he, uh, Joe, Joe Rogan, who contracted COVID, uh-huh. recovered from COVID, and attributed his recovery to ivermectin. Oh, come on, which is the did he really de- do that? Yeah, he was talking about that on his podcast. Wait, but, wait, 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 wait a second. He he said that he got better because he ate. He said cattle he's been, dewormer. He said he's been taking ivermectin. Yes, so he attributed and part of his recovery better, right. to, reco- to to that to that drug really? or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm astonished by this. Joe Scarborough's a smart guy. He he clearly just hasn't spent any time looking into this at all. Ivermectin is a real drug that human beings take to deal with things like COVID. It's for real. It's not crazy at all. There's nothing crazy about it. It's also used used for animals in different doses and different forms, obviously. Yeah, millions of humans every year take ivermectin. And it's saved millions and millions of lives over the years around the world for various viruses. It's not crazy for Joe Rogan to have taken ivermectin and to talk about how he thinks it might have played a role in, in his recovery. The number of people who are actually going out and talking to veterinarians and getting horse medicine and taking it, I got to believe, is microscopically low. 
But people that right. are taking the actual ivermectin designed for human beings drug, that's a thing. Why? Matt, we, we read yesterday Matt Taibbi in his Substack has a long piece about how the media went so off the rails on this story. And continue to. And that continue to. has been out for most of a week. Yeah. I don't, I don't, it's, it's wild. It just goes to show you that there, there is, and I hate to say this, this is what I do for a living. There's almost no point in taking in news anymore. <laughs> I, I hear you talking. Unless you're going to put in a, a tremendous amount of effort. And I mean a tremendous amount. You can't take anything at face value from any source. Right. Including right. us, because we can get misled by the source we went to. It's just, I don't, I, there's hardly any point in going on anything other than what you heard from your neighbor. And they're probably wrong because they heard it from crap. Yeah. And, well, and you combine that with the stuff that they don't report on. We were talking earlier about the fact that Larry Elder, who's the leading candidate to replace Lunkhead Gavin Newsom as governor of California, he and his staff were assaulted. There's been no news coverage of it because uh, we don't want to gin up any sympathy for an evil Republican trying to uh, take over. They're just like the January 6th people. You know, the the mainstream media is just afraid of any story that doesn't fit their narrative. So uh, before we get back to uh, to the recall, which I got something on and uh, how homelessness plays a role. Apparently, Alex Jones had something on ivermectin. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, Go ahead and play clip 11. You know what this is? This is ivermectin for humans that won a Nobel Prize as an antiviral. And this is inhalable, or these are the tablet steroids. So let me show you. I was going to do this anyways earlier. See this? See this, Fauci? You see this, Bill Gates? I'm going to kill those prions, you bastard murderers. You're going to hit me with a bioweapon, you monster. You want to suppress me? You want to kill me? You son of a <laughs> you demon. You think I'm easy to kill? Think I'm going to roll over to your crap? No. What, what was he talking about? I think he was going to take ivermectin on the air or on his show or whatever. But who's <laughs> trying to kill you're him? A with, de- you're a demon. Who's trying to kill him with a bioweapon? Fauci? He, yeah, he thinks uh, that it's a. Yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, he's a. It was a deliberate bioweapon okay. and Fauci was in on it, guy. I, as far as I can tell. So. Wall Street Journal has a piece that if Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, is recalled, a lot of it's going to be because uh, because of homelessness. And they they, they quote some polls. Uh, homelessness is completely out of control. I'll hit you with some statistics in just a little bit. But they mention this in the article in the Wall Street Journal, that currently the cost of constructing a single unit of housing for the homeless in California is as high as $750,000 in Los Angeles under Prop Triple H. Seven hundred and fifty grand, three quarters of a million dollar per unit for a single unit of housing, which city voters passed in 2016 to pay for 10,000 units of housing. It took more than three years to get the first unit open, which is just astonishing. We've talked about that a lot, but every time I read it, I'm re-astonished. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, homelessness could be behind Gavin Newsom's recall if it happens. And it goes through some of the numbers. According to the statistics from the U.S. Department of uh, Housing and Urban Development, this is from our own government statistics, homelessness in California rose 40% over the past five years. Wow. While Gavin Newsom was governor. 40% in the past five years. Though only 12% of the U.S. population lives in California, the Golden State hosts... Half of the nation's street population. 
Half the homeless in the entire country live in California, and it's gone up 40% in the last five years as we have thrown gazillions of dollars at it and are going to throw gazillions more at it. As L.A. has promised a billion in the next year, San Francisco is going to spend a billion. Also, they're going to spread it out over two years. Who thinks that's going to leave us with fewer homeless people? Only dreamers. Only unicorn-riding dreamers. So, uh, and uh, and gets into how the polling, more than half of respondents uh, in July to an Emerson College poll rated Gavin Newsom's response to the homelessness problem as poor. In some parts of the state, homelessness tops COVID-19 in terms of public concern. I'm way more concerned about the homeless situation than I am COVID. Not even close yeah. for me, but... Um, so that'll be interesting. And then this letter to the Wall Street Journal on that article, uh, citing the statistics, homelessness up 40% in five years. This is why being all compassionate and throwing money at the program and everything, at all the homeless people and everything like that, and it's gone up 40%. Uh, the article lists some of the money thrown at the problem, $12 billion in the la- latest state budget, $12 billion. Measure H in 2017 raised a projected $355 million a year for 10 years. Proposition C projected a $300 million a year uh, a boon to San Francisco. We mentioned Proposition Triple H in L.A., $1.2 billion and on and on. We need transparency and accountability. Where did the money spent go? And where is it going to go? I mean, how is it spent? By whom? And for what purpose? By purpose, I mean something you could take a picture of, like a dwelling or a mental health worker helping somebody on the street. Can we see where every nickel and dime went or any of it? Or any of it. Indeed. Yeah. That uh, the fact that somebody even brought that up is encouraging to me and sickening at the same time. We agree to to tax, well, not all of us agree, but enough of us agree, to tax money being allocated for things and then never pay any attention to whether the results were any good. Nope. It's amazing. Nope. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I want to make another point that really, really needs to be made, particularly for those of you who don't live in blue cities or blue states, uh, in, in just a moment. But quickly, some big news from our favorite home security company, Simply Safe. They've just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. Simply, Simply Safe is the system that U.S. News and World Report names as best home security system of 2021. Just got even better. Yeah, they've got this outdoor security camera with all the latest high tech on it. Um, ultra wide 140 degree field of view on this camera. You can watch over your entire yard. 1080. HD resolution, eight times zoom. So you could zoom in on a face, a license plate, whatever you need to do. Built in spotlight with color night vision. I mean, this is the best of the best. Yep. So you know what's going on day and night. Super simple to set up to. Usually just takes minutes. So learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera by visiting simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. And Simply Safe is celebrating their new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. I can't wait to install mine. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So I just want to make this point to those of you who don't deal with this or maybe haven't spent a lot of time online looking at pictures and videos and and whatnot. If you hear homeless, you might be thinking, well, you know, the COVID, uh, unemployment, people who had a medical bill, hardworking families, suddenly they can't afford housing. Housing is very expensive in California. And you're picturing 
um, like innocent, decent people who've lost their housing somehow and are now on the streets. And there are some of those people. You just almost never see them. Long story short, in the blue cities and indeed the blue states of America, bums and junkies have ruined every downtown in the state with almost no exceptions. There are dangerous drug addicts, mentally ill people, uh, vagrants, losers, bums, clogging the parks, clogging the libraries, on the sidewalks, whizzing right in front of buildings or businesses, and the owner can do nothing about it. The cops are not even responding to calls about, uh, you know, vagrants doing anything short of committing acts of horrific violence. Otherwise, you just fill out a form. We have given away the the sidewalks and the main streets of America to bums and junkies. And the the easier... And more cush you make it to be a bum and a junkie, the more of them you get. California, Seattle, Portland, you know, Austin, Texas. I could name bunches of cities. Uh, you're traveling around Montana. No bumps and junkies till you get to Missoula. Then they're everywhere because it's super liberal there. That's what this is about. It's bums and junkies ruining our towns. And it's maddening. Yeah, it is. And and the activist types always show up at the city council meetings and say, we need to be compassionate toward these people. Oh, my God. And then their numbers double, you know, by next summer. Uh, the Suez Canal got briefly blocked again. Remember remember the, all the fun that was the big boat that got stuck in the canal last year? Everybody was watching the boat. That was a good time. We all came together for a moment, a brief, beautiful moment. Remember when the boat finally got out and there was the big put it back moment? Movement. I do. How can put I it, forget? Put it back. <laughs> we like to have something, something to focus on. Anyway, a boat got stuck in there today, but they quickly were able to somehow refloat it and get it out of there. Now, hey, we can't do this again. That would be horrible. Well, if you've ever had your canal clogged, you know how uncomfortable that can be. One of these stories, this happens every now and then, always stupid, but continues to happen. A woman was late for her flight. Huh, I'm going to be late for my flight. What should I do? She told the airline workers there was a bomb on the plane. Ah, Great idea. Excellent plan. Happened in Florida. She arrived at her terminal in Florida's Fort Lauderdale International Airport on Monday night with her husband. They were too late. The plane was about to take off. So she told an airline employee she needed to get on the plane because her son had school. That didn't work. Uh, How about this? (laughs) I'll mention that there's a bomb on the plane. (sighs) Because then they will hold the plane, check for the bomb, notice there is no bomb, and let me on. That's what will happen. And uh, I won't get uh, thrown in jail with $10,000 bail in order to undergo a mental health evaluation. So that's not what will happen. Well, I sorely needed a mental health evaluation or just a stupid evaluation. Is there an evaluation for that? A stupid I evaluation? I think she just took it and she failed. That's what there needs to be, more stupid evaluations. Well, we uh, we have done our study of you, Mr. Jones, and it turns out the problem is not that our customer service is bad here. It's that you're stupid. <laughs> you're a stupid person. Judgment might be the most important thing a human being can have. Now, does how does that fit in with intelligence? Because I've known intelligent people with bad judgment. I've known not particularly bright people with good judgment. So I'm not sure it's always related. Oh, no, no. I think wisdom and intelligence are practically uh, randomly related. Or, uh, what's the, there's a term in statistics for that. There's a, no correlation. You're using uh, wisdom as a substitute for judgment? Same sort of thing? Or? Yeah, yeah, same idea. Uh-huh. Sure. Because yeah. I, I notice that with my kids and things I want to teach my kids, and it's just judgment is really the key to everything. 
when should I do this? When should I do that? Is this a situation where I need to do this? You know, that's 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 really the whole ball of wax. Yeah, judgment is hard, though, and it gives you a headache, which is why extremist ideologies remove it. You don't have to make judgments. You just attack. You just hurt. You know, you mm-hmm. just ban or cancel or whatever. I know we have a flatulence-related something or other that you all are very excited about. I've been it's the trying... science, the science of flatulence. We're following the science, Jack. I'm trying to pretend it doesn't exist because it's not a subject I enjoy or find funny, like a lot of you rubes apparently do. Funny's got nothing to do with it. It's it's the human body. It's it's you own the machine. You ought to know how it works. Plenty, this is again science. Plenty of the human body is just disgusting and should never be talked about. Flatulence, <laughs> feet. There are many parts. Wow, wow. Are there? Okay. Well, we'll argue about it during the commercials, and either do it or not in moments. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We want our leaders in California to have a vision of what is possible, to see the opportunity of a moment to inspire and uplift all people. That's what the people of California have always wanted, and that's why the Republicans' recall will fail. Wow. Um, I didn't catch it the first time we played that. That is the greatest string of phrases that adds up to nothing I can remember hearing. Is she talking about Gavin Newsom? (laughs) The utterly unpalatable vice president out campaigning for the lunkhead governor of California. Uh, Oh, my God. Her boss, Joe Biden, is releasing his six-prong attack on the pandemic today. So as soon as all the details come out on that, we'll let you know. Part of it is mandating vaccines for all federal workers. But uh, when we get more details, we'll let you know. Six-prong. Five prongs won't do it. Six prongs. No, you let that uh, six-prong go on prong, you get the coronavirus sneaks right through, right there, right where it was supposed to be. (laughs) It's like the wall they refused to build. Mm. So uh, I have prevailed. It uh, it was a battle of the wills, but I assembled the staff. They they rallied behind me, and we have convinced Jack that, yes, indeed, we should uh, listen to Dr. Karen Rajan, who is uh, describing the science of the fascinating science, if I dare say, of flatulence. Clip 80, please, Michael. Take a minute to relax while I tell you some important facts about farts. On average, people fart 14 times a day. The more, the merrier. If someone tells you they don't fart, they're lying, and you should disown them immediately, or they've got a bowel obstruction, which is a medical emergency. Your average daily fart volume is enough to fill up a medium-sized balloon. Happy birthday. The first fart of your day is usually the largest. <laughs> Look at you laugh like a check, child. Check, check, Laughing like a child. This is science. I'm following the science. Clip 81. 75% of farts are produced by bacteria in the large intestine. Digested food that isn't broken down is chewed up by bacteria that produce microscopic farts, and these microscopic farts accumulate and become one of your regular farts. 25% of farts is swallowed air that you don't burp and dissolved gases from the blood making its way into your intestines. There you go. Fascinating stuff. Mm. The human body. Hmm? And one more. Oh, oh, that looks... This, this last one. It was this already too much one, for huh? me, so if you think it's too much for you, it's a... Eh, let it roll. Oh. 
99% of a fart is non-smelly gases, usually oh, hydrogen, methane, oh. and carbon dioxide. Hydrogen and methane are flammable, which is why you can light a fart on fire, not recommended. The 1% of farts that do stink are volatile sulfur compounds like hydrogen sulfide. If you hold in a fart too long, it can be reabsorbed into your blood circulation and breathed out when you exhale. The noise of a fart is a combination of anal sphincter vibrations and the percussion of butt cheeks against each other. Well, that has, some of that's actually really interesting. So how the digestive system works and you can reabsorb it into your bloodstream. And can come out through your mouth? Yes. Huh. Yeah. Have a stick of gum, friend. <laughs> wow, that was from a TikTok video, which explains the frantic pace of the uh, the information. I mentioned the other day, TikTok surpassed YouTube for number of hours viewed in America last week. TikTok is a bigger deal than YouTube, which, if you know anything about YouTube statistics, is almost unbelievable. But TikTok is a Chinese company that they the government recommends you don't download it onto your phone or computer, right? Uh, yes, correct. And I've tried to ban military members, or I think they have, from, from downloading TikTok. But it's immensely popular. It is the platform of choice for the creative, the younger creative set these days. China's got to be thinking, this is unbelievable. We uh, We come up with an idea where people can put some funny cat videos on there. And uh, we got every American to download a Chinese spy app that we now look at every all their information. It's amazing. Yeah, and compile it. Yeah, the communists do. You know, I'm reminded of our discussion an hour and a half ago or whenever it was about uh, how it looks like maybe the 2022 Genocide Olympics are going to go ahead in China. Not a chance. And The, the Olympics reminded... will happen, I think, but there's no way the Western world participates. I don't know. They're, all the major American companies that sponsor the Olympics are staying quiet about it. There's so much money at stake. I'm reminded in the run-up to World War II, there are plenty of American corporations that were way, way, way soft on the Nazis because they were doing a lot of business with them. It's just the way of the world. It's evil, but it's not unprecedented. Yeah, well, it's uh, getting pretty late because it's right after the first of the year, Winter Olympics in uh in China, and Joe Biden's got a decision to make. Whether he's made that decision or not, I don't know. If you miss an hour, get it, the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com.